podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Jenny. Yay. Good morning. Sorry, it's been so long. We could go through the extended epidemiology report, but let's <laughs> suffice it to say that Jenny had a disease, an, an ailment that I would qualify as medieval, and I had one of the more modern ailments in March. March just, we were laid flat, and then April came around, and... Um, First, it was my family had spring break, and then I had spring break, which you would think would give me more time to do things like record a podcast, but I was trying to shove in all those other things that I wanted mm-hmm. to get done, um, including we had an extended knit night that week. It was pretty awesome. That was awesome. We were at the uh, at our venue until like 9.30. We got free beer from the people who were working there. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty monumental. I know. Oh. Yes, and, and we went to the Knockers retreat. Yes. We which went, was, oh my God, it was like a dream. It was it was our first retreat, and I was saying to Jenny as we were driving down there, I was listening to an old episode where Jenny was waxing like about, why, oh, I'm so jealous of these people who go on knitting retreats. And this was a time where we had no children, <laughs> and we could not see ourselves straight to like go on a knitting retreat. But now, God, what was wrong with us? Well, maybe we uh, just didn't need the retreat then. Yeah, because we could just true. like sit in front of the TV and watch Buffy, and our husbands would tolerate that. And <laughs> there was nobody who had like actual physical need for us. Yeah, we had or, nothing to retreat from. Really? At yeah. That point. Now I just have to retreat from like endless endless narration of Star Wars stories and such Star Wars <laughs> stories, stories that, it, you know, outside the canon, in graphic novels, it doesn't matter. It's all Star Wars. Oh, oh my God. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> so the retreat, let's start talking about the retreat. Um, I guess, you know, not everybody has uh, been on a day retreat, so we can like reveal the secrets of what happens. Um, I mean, this knitting retreat, I'm not, I mean, this is, since this is the only one I've ever been on, it was, it was in San Juan Batista, which is south of San Jose at this retreat center that was, um, in the hills. There were lots of oak trees, um, wildlife, turkeys, very scenic. And they provided all the meals for you. And there was not that much scheduled. So you could just sit around and knit. Yeah, basically, the only thing scheduled were meals. Yeah. Really. And then on the second night, we well, the first night there was a welcome reception. And on the second night, um, there was the try it on aspect where people brought sweaters and you could try them on. I didn't really bring anything to try on. I had worn some stuff, but I always feel like I make so many modifications to the things that I make that... I would feel bad having someone try it on without like making a whole list of, and I did this and I changed the yarn gauge and you know, and this is a right. size in between the two sizes. Um, but I guess that's not my problem, uh, but it was good because there were things that I saw and that were absolutely adorable on other people. And then I put them on and it didn't work for me at all, which is good to know because I think often in knitting, or in anything, I see it look good on somebody as you mm-hmm. want it to in photographs. And you think, oh, I should make that because it's so freaking cute. Right. Um, so I had a moment where I tried something on and I was like, wow, 
This is not a color I would have ever chosen, but I like the way it looks.、Mm-hmm. And this is not a style I ever thought I could pull off, but it actually looks pretty cute. Oh, that's awesome. What was it? Do you remember? It was from Aaron's,、um, Aaron and Monica's magazine,、mm-hmm. Stranded. And it was Andy Satterlund's、um, little half sleeve cuffed cardigan、mm-hmm. that's cropped and it's yellow with like a broken rib stitch pattern and a tiny pocket. It's adorable. But I've, n- I've, never, made, I've never made anything cropped. Just,、huh, that's interesting. I'm trying to like, think if that's not true. I'm just remembering a vest. No, a vest? I've made shorter vests that yeah, I never that's, wore. That's what I remember. So you're thinking of the rabbit brush sweater that's in the new magazine from our friends, Aaron and Monica, Aaron Bernal, Monica Kirby,、um, who were at the retreat. So they were able to bring all of the、um, samples. samples. So it was a trunk show for Stranded Magazine, the warm weather issue. Um, that was released in early April. And Rabbit Brush is it's adorable. It's a short cropped, short sleeve sweater.、Um, it's interesting because it's knit in Kotlin. Now, have you worked? No, you've worked with Lindy Chain, but you have worked, worked with Kotlin before making bibs for Hugo.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Would you, would you do it in that similar in yarn? or? I think I would knit it in a wool, but I would try to find that color. Oh, that's <laughs> because- interesting. I like that color a lot. You know,、um, even it's、like、though. It's bright yellow, orangey yellow, right? Yes, it's, very, yeah, it's like sunshine, egg yolk yellow.、Yeah. Like、it's, it's a very bright, happy color. I am,、um, you know, I wonder if、um, silky wool would work well for this.、Hmm. I don't know if the, if the texture of the stitch pattern would get lost in the texture of silky wool, though. And I don't know、right. if I would have a yellow like that. Right.、Um, yeah, it's adorable. It really is.、Um, and that's sort of the shape that Andy Satterlund specializes in.、Um, I tried on the Lee Meredith hat from that.、Um, oh, the turban. The turban. And I,、um, it looks, it, I thought it looked really cute on everybody who put it on. Me too. It seems like all Lee Meredith. Patterns like it would break my brain. I mean, she is this, she's a genius, and her patterns just I always think, oh, this will be easy because it's like no gauge pattern. Not in the case of this, it's called Route 99, but many of her patterns are no gauge, so you just sort of cast on and you figure out your gauge as you go, and then you just make to the appropriate size. But it's never quite that simple. But it's like a two color slip stitch cable、yes. pattern. Where the slip stitch goes sideways. I don't even understand how this would come together. But it's got this turban shape with a, like a pinched, like a ruched section. And you can wear it as a turban with a ruched section in the front, which is how it's shown in the magazine. Or、But、like cloche style. I, I wore it cloche style. And then some people had it with the ruched part in the back. And every way, I thought it looked. Really cute on everybody, but、yeah. I, I do think that the pattern would break my brain. Um, and um, also, in the issue,、uh, the other pattern that got a lot of attention was Aaron's、um, bottle cap shawl, so much so that somebody at the retreat cast it on while we were there. And、Those、I don't know. The colors she picked are amazing. Yeah, they were like a, like a, 
I, I want to say like a vintage robin's egg blue, like with a little bit of green in it. I don't know what you would call that color. But I feel like a lot of vintage, um, like my uh, KitchenAid mix master is that color. Like, right. It's like a light blue green. And then orange, was that the other color that? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, you mean in the, the actual sample, not the woman who was knitting at the retreat? Right. Wait, so the sample is orange the, and yellow. And red, and yeah. Yeah, like a. So- it's kind of like, it's like airport hot sauce. Yeah, it's like tomato and yellow. But the woman at the retreat was knitting it in uh, like this beautiful blue, like light, light blue. And I think the other color was orange, but I can't exactly remember. But I don't know if she had brought those yarns with the intention of casting that on or had the yarn there and like got the pattern while she was there. But it was pretty awesome that someone was casting it on there. And being able to knit in the presence of the designers was, I thought, I'm sure it was exciting for her but we were knitting Markley with <laughs> Elizabeth Doherty in, in in person so she could help us um one thing about retreats it's like retreat brain is like vacation brain or something where you're, I just was like checked out like I next next year I'm going to bring some really simple pattern and I know what I'm doing when I get there because I brought all this yarn with no real plan, and I brought Markley, um, and Jenny can attest to the fact, anybody there can attest to the fact that I cast on a very simple project no fewer than seven times before it like, finally got off the ground. But I finished it, finally. Yay! It ended up just being like a modified Milo vest, but I had um, some... What is that yarn? It's called Liberty Wool. It's by Classic Elite, and I believe K Facet might have something to do with it. I'm not sure. There's a lot of a lot of names involved, but it um, is like a tonal sh- color shifts. Right? Yeah, well, it's more like stripes. Like if you look at my FO, it's definitely stripes, but it shifts the way it stripes. Um, yeah, Classic Elite yarns Liberty Wool is what it is, and I had two skeins of it in my stash. I got from the Article Pratt closure. And I wanted to make something peasanty-ish or like something easy that could grow with a baby because um, April was for moms and babes, which is making me realize that today is May 1st and I haven't announced that I will get to that. (laughs) Um, And so I made this little Milo vest that um, I didn't do a cable panel and I actually made it, I increased in the body so that it was a little bit wider. So cute. So, and I actually also played with the order of the color shifts in the yarn. So instead of going straight through, like, and going into the next ball and just going straight through the color shifts again, I, from one ball, shifted to the, to, you know, from pink to brown to turquoise to yellow to gray. And then in the next ball, I started with the gray and reversed out. I went gray, yellow, turquoise, brown, mm-hmm. pink. Great, uh, orange. I can't even say names of colors. Anyway, it um, I, it's it's cute, and I'll find out the baby who I think this might be for hasn't been born yet, and I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. So I'm hoping for a girl since I've got this waiting in the wings. <laughs> um, so, but to cast on this very simple project took a lot. So to try to work on the more complicated aspects of Markley, I think was uh, fairly ambitious for me. Jenny got through some of it though. Yeah, once I got, I was totally stumped on the braid for a while, and luckily, Nicole and Elizabeth were like, uh, you are totally doing that wrong. <laughs> I could 
exactly tell because you were you it was your work was you were across from me, so I was only seeing the backside of your work, and I was like, that doesn't look right. And then I looked at my work, which I was doing the same part, but much more slowly, and I was like, oh yeah, I think Jenny's doing that wrong. And Elizabeth looked at you, and she's like, what are you doing? I know. I was like, I don't understand how this ends up looking like a braid. <laughs> I was like, and and the row after this. This is what you do? You just purl through the back loop and then it turns into a braid magically? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And then she looked at what I was doing and she was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so luckily they saved me for myself. And uh, yeah, I actually did a lot of the shoulder shaping and front shaping at the retreat. Yeah, it's just amazing. And I was totally on a roll with that. Um, and then I put it down for a while to knit some hats mm-hmm. and, uh, now I'm picking it back up. So did you finish, you were working on a, like one by one rib hat, um, in cashmere while we were at the retreat. Did you finish that? I did. It was, um, the pattern, a hull by Alicia Plummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made it out of some fingering weight cashmere. I got it stitches many years ago. Um, and so it, it's one by one rib for like two and a half, three inches. And then it switches to this slip stitch bird pattern. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I finished that last week and gave it to the recipient and she was very happy. Um, and I finished a couple things. I think since it's been a couple of months, I finished my, and this was not at the retreat, but long before the retreat, I finished my Sesame Street socks from Mustache Yarns. They're so super, cute. I love them. And I had enough yarn left over to make a small pair of fingerless mitts that are really cute. And actually, that child is going to be at my house today. I think the child that they will fit is going to be at my house, so maybe I'll give those to her. Um, I made another star shower cowl, which was definitely... I was glad I did bring the, both the star shower cows that I own to the retreat. One, which was knit in fingering weight yarn, and then I made a version in DK weight yarn. I used the um, Twisted Owl Fiber Arts in Paisley, and it also, I think, came out just really great. And basically for the DK weight version, I just, uh, I think I, the notes are in my project, but um, I... I, just I think did, you joined a little earlier I joined to make the, the neck opening a little bit narrower. Right. I joined a little earlier, and then when I realized I was running out of yarn, I was like, okay, wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> and it's an easy pattern to do that with because you just sort of you, – once you see what the pattern is, you can sort of figure out, okay, where can I – how can I cut this short? And that's what I did. Um, I really love the stitch pattern that's in the Star Shower, and it's very soothing I think it's great for the variegated yarn or the speckled yarn. But Jenny, you had a really good point about this. Um, I think that it has to be on like a neutral base. Yeah, just um, if the ones that are more of a tonal base or I think like kettle dyed as the base and then flickers of color on it, maybe it's too muddy. Right. Um, But what is great about... That the star shower pattern, the stitch pattern, really breaks up variegated yarn. So I really like it for that. And 
I think it's every time I wear the one that I made in figuring weight yarn gets a ton of attention. It's in Madtosh Holy Festival. And this one, I just, I, I think it was great because it's hard to know when you buy that tempting DK weight yarn in right. one, one skein of it, what are you going to do with 230 yards? And it was the perfect amount to make a nice little cowl. Yeah, um, and it's the same size as your fingering weight. It is, but it wears differently because of the weight of the... Um, it doesn't have the same drape as the fingering, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's a little... It, it actually, I think for people in cooler climates and colder climates, making it in DK weight would make more sense. I think the fingering weight one is more of like a knitted necklace, <laughs> where right. this is a... a it will probably provide a little bit more warmth. So... Um, it's, and it's very pretty, although I, I think I'm going to have to part with it just because how many star showers can I really own? <laughs> I also want to go through a lot of my knitwear. Yesterday I pulled out our knitwear boxes that are in our foyer, and I was like, okay, some of the stuff just has to go, and so I can start over. I can like justify making more stuff, so I need to figure what to, to do with that. I have a family party next week, and I'm tempted to bring it all there, but it's going to be warm, and nobody's going to pick up. Like a knitted knitted hat. They're like, oh, just what I need as I head into summer. Right. (laughs) Right. So, and then I knit a pair of knitted knockers for the retreat. That's the um, sort of cause of the retreat, not the purpose, but they uh, adopted it as like our uh, charity knitting. And um, so I knit a pair of those and they're really easy. They're really fun. They're great for those... um, for your cottons, if you don't want to knit anything else in cotton, which I'm not prone to do. Um, but uh, they knit up really quick, and I have another skinny yarn. I think there'll be a good uh, like breather pattern when I can't figure out what to cast on. I could just cast on some knit knockers. So those are things I've finished lately, and um, I'm still working on a pair of socks that I was knitting at the retreat. Um, this, this is yarn from Stitches this year, so this is going to be the second pa- second thing that I've made from this year's Stitches yarn. Yay! And the third thing I've cast on, if you count my markly, but this is um, Canon hand-dyed polar opposites. So one sock is the main color is black with purple stripes, and the other sock is pr- uh, the main color is purple with black stripes. So um, they're coming along slowly. As much as I love the self-striping yarn... I'm finding I'm getting a like I'm like oh no I might have to knit something with a pattern in it to keep my interest <laughs> in socks because every time I think about picking them up I'm like oh god I will say I did the fish lips kiss heel uh-huh. with the have you ever done the twin stitch short row the only heels I have done are the traditional heel and the garter short row heel oh my gosh well and that's you- it. Don't like doing short rows, uh, the traditional short row. Um, I'm going to call it the American short row, the one that I think we all learned, uh, which I just find gappy and annoying. This twin stitch one, which I won't even try to explain. You can pay the dollar for the fish lips kiss, or if you look for twin stitch uh, short rows, I'm sure you can find it online. It is beautiful. There are no gaps. It's like tight. It looks really neat. Um, I'm wondering, actually, if it's a possibility for the short rows for um, the shaping of Markley, if I could use it, or if it's better in a in a more boomerang situation where you're creating a leverage point. So right. I might try it with Markley, since I couldn't figure out the German short row with Elizabeth explaining it to me in person. Um, 
I'm not sure I will be much more successful watching a video, but I'll try the German short row. I might try this um, and just see what I like best. I but. think that that was purely a product of retreat brain. Uh-huh. I think that the German short row, I think that it's, you'll, you'll get it in like, okay. you'll get it. All right. I was, she kept explaining it. She's like, no, no, wait, what are you doing? No, no, wait, what are you doing? I was like, wait, what am I doing? And finally, we both just agreed to put it away and I should knit something. <laughs> The only More thing relaxing. is, so basically it's just slipping a stitch, well, like knitting a stitch and then pull it and doing like an opposite direction yarn over. Okay. And then knitting those things together on the way back. Okay. That's it. All right. But I'll show it to you. All right. No problemo. I think too, um, sometimes when people knit in a different style, so you and I both are throwers and I think people who are continental knitters or pickers get very, um, Thrown like, off. What are you doing? Right. By the way that uh, that happens. And I have a particular, like everybody does. I think continental knitters, though, are more consistent. Like if you had two continental knitters sitting next to each other, they would have a very similar style and hold the yarn in a similar way. Where I think that people who throw have a wider variation of what they do. Right. So, and like I have this crazy way of wrapping the yarn around all of my fingers basically. Right. In order I do that to too. Like, hold tension. Right. And, um, and people saw that. Okay, I think it was a uh, Monica and she's like, Whoa, what crazy thing are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, that's one thing. And then like how far down away from the work do you hold it and um, the angle of your needles during the wrap right there's a lot of variation i think for english style knitters so um but back you know to the retreat it was just very it was very relaxing it was such a beautiful setting i did have like some hay fever which there's a lot of pollen in the air this year i had a bad hay fever attack yesterday but um just the food was good I didn't realize that we were going to win prizes just for showing up. Everybody at the retreat got a prize. It's amazing. It was insane. I got this awesome project bag, which it's I've just so been using cool. as a purse. I love it. <laughs> I love that project bag you got. Me too. And I won some yarn from Leading Men Fiber Arts. It's a giant skein of BFL finger and weight yarn. It's like... I want to say 675 yards. Yeah, so it's I really want, big. I want to find like a project that just that needs 675 yards. I don't want to break it up over several projects. I want to like that giant fingering weight something. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little envious because you said the other day that you wanted to knit Lily Pilly and at the retreat, everybody was knitting shawls. And I've really just, I don't feel like shawls are that relevant to my life. Although I'm going to contradict that in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> So I don't, like, I'm afraid about of knitting the giant shawl because I'm like, what am I going to do with the giant shawl? Like, really realistically, what am I going to do with a 700-yard monster sh- mo- shawl? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a, not a tall person. Um, so. Well, your black scarf of doom you wear all the time. But it's, I would never today knit that Again, the way. Well, I I might have to. I discovered that it's falling. It's unraveling in pieces. Oh in no! Places. So my actually strategy, because that is an out of uh, print yarn, right? Right. Um, 
is I might unravel it and knit it again in some way. I don't know what I would do exactly. I should just do the same thing I did. That would actually be fun, funny thing to do. <laughs> Cast on like 200 and something stitches and then reduce. Actually, what I would do is do it the opposite way, right? Start with right. two stitches, three stitches and just keep increasing. Wow, before I knew what I was doing. Um, you're right, but it, that is a specific shape. It's definitely like more crescent shape than shawl shape. It's it's more or less a rectangle at the way that I made it. Right. Um. Well, Aaron was knitting Volga V O L G A um, at the um, retreat. I spelled it because there was some misunderstanding of what that word was. <laughs> um, which is a giant shawl cowl combo. And that requires a fair amount of yarn. So I would, um, I was thinking about that. It was a pattern that I had favorited and that a listener sent me a link to saying, hey, look, it's your favorite style. It's by Jenny F. Oh my God, it's humongous. It's really big, but I feel like it's a possibility of something I might wear. And it is knit, it requires between 680 and 720 yards of fingering weight yarn. So I would. You could uh, wear. You could use that BFL. Exactly. It would be kind of a, a perfect use of that. It is ginormous. You are not kidding. It's basically like a poncho. Yes, that's got a cowly thing happening at the top. It's like yeah, it's beautiful. It seems like it would be very versatile. It also like I could see that also if I'm not careful, just falling straight off of me. Like, just yeah. me slipping all the way through that. Also, it doesn't have to be for me. I have to also remember, I don't have to make everything for me. Although, th- I-, I am tempted to do so. <laughs> I I love that. Huh. I Yeah, so I've been thinking about Lily Pilly and three right. color combinations. So I keep texting Nicole screenshots of my, my Etsy favorites. I'm like, what do you think of this combination? What do you think of this combination? One of the yarns you were considering is um, Jill Draper makes stuff. Um, Espus? Espus? Is that how you say it? Esopus? I have no idea. Esopus. I think S-O-P-U-S. I, I, I look think. at that yarn and I think octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's how I pronounce it in my head. It's not even the word that it is. That so, did you see? I um, I tagged you. She um, posted a video of um, her like uh, spectrum, oh, the rainbow, yeah, the spectrum. And there are three colors in there. There's like this chartreuse yellow, mm-hmm. and then like a dark teal green, and a, like a raspberry, a deep raspberry. And I'm like, those three yarns are the three are would be an interesting color combination. Um, I'm I'm sure you could actually ask Jill, and she might uh, just put three those three together so you could see them together to see if it would work. <laughs> so yeah, so you've been thinking about Lily Pilly because someone had one at the retreat. Was it Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. This podcast is brought to you by Aaron B. I know <laughs> of the Double Knit Podcast slash Stranded Magazine. Seriously, <laughs> um, yeah, I just. I just like the way it looks because it's all knit on the bias. So the lace pattern and the stripes are all diagonal. And mm-hmm. It's just like a giant parallelogram. So I've been, I've been thinking about that. 
I just finished uh, that three color cashmere cowl by Hohi Locatelli. So, yeah, what did you decide to do with that? You were trying to decide if you were going to keep it or put it in your gift I box. I think I. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's in the gift box for now. Okay. Yeah. It is epic. It is humongous. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and it's so soft because I used tall. that same cashmere. Um, and the Western Sky Knits and Surprise and some Pigeon Roof and some Brown. So um, I was just saying I do not see a place for shawls in my life. And the other night I could just – I was not um, feeling any – if I wasn't feeling these socks. I definitely am not in the headspace to be working on Markley, especially at night. And I can't remember what the third project I had going was at the moment. Maybe I didn't have one. Maybe that was the problem. So I cast on for Industrial Revolution, which is a shawl. But I actually kind of think of it as a small lap blanket. It's one, It's knit from the center. It's a circular shawl knit from the center. And it has a variety of stitch patterns that have a very steampunkish look to it. So you, it looks like a big cog when you mm-hmm. finish it. Like it ha- even has a these sort of teeth all the way around it. And I cast it on using this um, hand-dyed shawl blank that I dyed up 10 years ago. (laughs) I took a class uh, from a woman in Berkeley who would, it was called Machine Knit to Die For, D-Y-E. And so she would machine knit these blanks, which uh, I think was kind of a new idea at the time. Um, and would dye them to make striped socks or gradient socks. And I made a gradient that starts out navy blue and goes into like a dark purple, into a wine color, into a yellow and orange, and then a dark orange. So we'll see what it, it ends up looking like when it's in the center. But you can see the project. I've called it Shift. And um, see it as it moves along. So it's going to be dark in the center and end up like this this sort of burnt orange on the outside. Um, and so far it, um, it's interesting. I don't know why I didn't know this, but I don't think I've ever, I've knit things from the center out before, but never circular. Right. So I've knit, um, set tin can knits blanket. We've both made with the uh, four dogwood dogwood, which are four, right. It was four panels knit from the center out, but into squares. And this is knit from the center out. So when you do the increases, it's just like how you would increase a half circle shawl, but it's a full circle. So you do it all the way around. So basically like every X number of rows, you double the stitch count. Right. So I am a little worried. I have no idea about how many yards I estimated. I have about 750 yards of this yarn based on weight, but I, I don't know. So it could be a, definitely be a game of yarn chicken. It's worst case scenario is that I could find a similar yarn to finish the outside with. Um, I think, or a I different think you color. cut out for a little bit there, but. Oh, sorry. Um, so you're, we're going to run out of yarn. No, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea how much yarn is in this. So I, um, right. I'm just going to keep going and see how it how it ends up. Um, but it, like I said, like the worst case scenario is I can get another yarn. Since this color shifts anyway, I could just start with another yarn. Right. 
and or for the like the border if I felt like I was going to run out. So I started that, and that's sort of where I am with my knitting right now. I am, um, you know, it's it's May first, so it means sewing season has officially started, and that's sort of uh, where all my thinking is going. So I think my strategy around knitting is really to get a few projects going that I can pick up and put down without a lot of um, a lot of thinking to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already thinking ahead to um, where we'll be in New York um, State for a while in June. And so I'm already thinking what projects can I have in what state that I can easily work on them uh, while we're gone. So that's, I want, I do want to get there with a couple of things. I don't know what they are yet, but like just sort of theoretically to have some. You should coordinate them with your sewing projects. Like, yeah, I should. Because then I, I think it might be more motivating. Yeah, I think you're right. It might be. But you know what happens is when I start coordinating with my sewing projects, then I think I need to buy yarn to match the project or buy fabric to match the yarn, you know, vice versa. And at this point, like I need to, what I need to do is spend time putting things together. Actually, this right. is great. It's me made May. And um, I, I, if you're on social media, particularly Instagram, you're probably familiar with this meme that's been going on for a number of years where people challenge themselves. It used to be to wear something handmade every day for a month. I found I did that three ish years ago and it was exhausting. It was like, it was became stressful to try to like figure out what to wear every day of the me made May. Um, so this year I'm trying to be mellow and just sort of think about what I have. And I think this is, that's a good challenge for me is to look at my yarn stash and my fabric stash and where can I make a like relationship between those two things. Yeah. And definitely you're right. It would, it would be motivating and it would be so in a way that these crafts don't have to kind of work in competition with one another. Right. I think totally. You should totally do that. You should do, you should make like a dress and then like a coordinating like cropped sweater to go mm-hmm. over it. Like an Andy Sat kind of right. style. What they do have, Andy Satterlin and um, a sewing blogger, Ladybird, do a outfit along, usually from June 1st to the end of July. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I don't think anything's been announced yet, but... Um, to, often they do a there's a recommended dress and a recommended sweater, but you don't have to do those two things. And I think this year they might be looking at separates. Um, and then Andy always designs a, a sweater for it, and so I'm, I am curious to see what they choose. But I also like to be prepared. Like, so I don't know when they announce it. Maybe maybe mid May they'll announce it. I'll, I'll look into that. But that is a good idea. It would be a way to kind of make things come together. And maybe it doesn't have to be like a totally new sewing pattern, you know, or a new knitting pattern necessarily. Like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like once you have hit upon something that works, at least it's sewing, it's so much easier to do it the second time around, right? Well, it's it's interesting. I think this is something that strikes me as where my head is in sewing versus with knitting, even though knitting is something that I've done much more consistently over a longer period of time. The idea of sort of spontaneously just knitting 
something off the top of my head. It just doesn't happen, right? I, I don't just say, oh, I'm going to cast on for a sweater and sort of like make it up as I go along. I think I did that once. I don't ever wear that sweater. It was fine. It was like a great experiment, but I mean, that was a, a many, many years ago. But with sewing, I'm much more inclined to, like this weekend, I like took a tunic tank, like a tank top tunic that I wear all the time, and I slapped it down on a piece of fabric and traced it and added a seam allowance and sewed it up. And then I was like, look, I have a new tank dress. That took me an hour. Um, and maybe it's the speed because the investment is is less right like if you invest in a sweater to knit and at the end you don't like it it's kind of a bummer but if you spend eight dollars on fabric and an hour and a half making something like if the collar doesn't sit right you're like whatever i'm still gonna wear this because i buy crappy clothes at target i can wear crappy clothes that i just made right but with the sweater it's definitely um more of an investment yeah, it's interesting too. Because so, what I'm, is your the most? What is your the favorite sweater that you've ever made? Um, what sweater have you made where you're like, this fits me perfectly, and I love it? I mean, I always feel that way as soon as I finish sweater, but like I think after a while, something just becomes utilitarian, right? Or if I, I don't know, or the other side, like the sweater that I wear the most mm-hmm. is the campus jacket because right. it serves as a coat. So it is the most utilitarian thing I have, like whether or not it's a fashion piece, you know, it's, I love it. It's gorgeous. It is, it not just serves a purpose, but like it does so beautifully, but do I need to knit another campus jacket? I'm not sure. Like, although I did consider it. Um, I think I your think, Audrey looks amazing. I think my Audrey is pretty cute. I think you're onto something with the cropped sweater. I mean, one sweater that I have the pattern for, and I was thinking about using, speaking of Jill Draper, there is that, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I own the pattern even, um, because a generous listener gifted it to me. And I'm not finding it in my queue. Oh, heck. Um... But it's another, it's a pullover crop sweater. That's another thing that I think I don't have enough of is the pullover sweater. I have the papillon sweater and I love that sweater. I don't probably wear it as much as I'd like to because it doesn't have, all I can really wear it with is jeans. So Mm -hmm. like if I had a coordinating skirt, that would be a good pairing. Like, so I just always just wear it with pants. But if I had a couple of skirts, I don't have like the right skirt to wear with it. Um, so pullovers and uh, yeah, I think a cropped cardigan. I also have some unfinished business. I have a, a, an unfinished. Oh, Jenny, that was the other thing I brought to the retreat was my sister-in-law's vest and I finished the snap tape, but I still haven't sewn the snap tape. To the I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> You're so close. I mean, it's, a lo- it's a lost, and she's not going to be able to wear it this until the fall at this point. So now I'm like, well, now I have until I go to New York in June to give it to Do her. it on the plane, man. <laughs> Although I guess that's fiddly for the plane. It's a little fiddly. I don't know. I, I have time, but I'm so... There was no way I was going to sit there and do something as serious as sewing down. 
I made snap tape. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, for the Miley Vest, I decided to make my own snap tape because it seemed to me that if you sewed snaps onto a knit band, that you're, the inclination is to pop snaps open, right? And if you're doing mm-hmm. that on a knit surface, it's going to pull the knit. Right. And I, I like envisioned a tear happening or some just after a while it would sag. So what I did was I made snap tape on purple grow grain ribbon with big snaps, just put snaps on there that, um, um, so that when you did pull, it didn't necessarily just pull the fabric. It also, you know, it just pulled the, the grow grain ribbon, which would have a little more fortitude. So I made the snap tape with the intention of course, of sewing it on, but, um, did not yet sew it on. It took me a while. I mean, I finished the knitting on that probably in March, and then it took until the middle of April to make the tape. So I guess if I get it sewn on by the middle of June, um, it's it will be finished. And she, you know, it's not like she's growing or anything. She's going right. to be the same size. <laughs> she's not going to outgrow it in the meantime. <laughs> it is so pretty, though. You're still wow. almost done. I am almost done. And it is a lovely um, piece. It's uh, Hillary Smith Callis. And um, it's, uh, it seems very simple and straightforward, but there's actually a lot of interesting details in it. One is the collar, which is a double back collar. Um, so it's nice. It has a lot of heft to it. And the other neat detail is the pockets, but the pockets also take work to pick up and, and uh, finish knitting. So you've been on a purple kick. I have. It was like I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so, um, as uh, also, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I was hit, kind of un, kind of. I was shocked by how much I was affected by the death of Prince, um, and it didn't really hit me until a couple days in. Like it happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is happening!" I had a bunch of great conversations with people from our generation about him. And then a few days later, I was watching some videos. I was home alone the Sunday after he died. And I totally broke down. Oh. And, and then I had a purple streak put in my hair. <laughs> so, And I, then I made that purple outfit that I, I went to a party uh, the other night or last night as a, we're recording this. And I made a, this whole purple sparkly outfit to wear to this party. So um, I'm moving past it. But um, when I thought about it, I realized that he was sort of like the Elvis Presley of our generation. He was somebody our parents completely did not understand. And we loved him. And I don't think we completely understood why we did. And I think it was just like this great act of rebellion. He's also a freaking genius. Like we've been listening to his music a ton, obviously. And just to hear all the influences he had, he was clearly influenced by the Beatles and funk and, He's such a rich song writer, and he wrote and produced for so many people. He had um, a real belief in women musicians, um, and I love the way he approached like his own persona. He was like, yeah, you know what? I'm wearing girly clothes, but guess what? I'm a man. I love basketball. Like, I am a bunch of contradictions, so there you go. Um, so crazy how he and David Bowie in the same year. I know, year. in the same year. It's too much. Yeah. So, and I put up a little tribute to him at work too. Um, so, um, yeah, there's a lot of purple right now. This is purple in my socks, purple in my hair. Um, 
I even, Miley is purple. My Miley is purple. I actually, I really love purple. And it made me think about another sweater I've wanted to cast on for a long time, which is the Makoshi. Um, it's a, it's not really a, it is a sweater, but it's more of a t-shirt. It's the one with the peplum. It was from Amirisu from maybe two years ago. Yeah. You know which one? Caps, I remember it. Cap flutter sleeves and then a peplum. And I was going to knit that in Miss Babs yet. And I remember swatching for it and then thinking that there was something wrong with the swatch. But then I looked at the swatch later and I was like, wait, the swatch is exactly on gauge. Why did I not think I could knit this? So I need to go back and look at the swatch and think about it because I think that's something I would wear. Um, and yet is a bamboo blend? No, yet no. is silk and okay. wool, silk and merino. Okay. Right, yeah. But it was originally knit in Malabrigo lace yarn, so I feel like yet is kind of heavy for a lace weight yarn. I would say it's not a It's like a light, light fingering. Mm, like if there was something in between, it's like a heavy lace, light, light, right. extra, extra small fingering. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I originally purchased that for the Veronica pattern, which is sort of this swancho sweater poncho from um, Coco Knits. And I, I actually then kind of reconsidered Veronica as something that my wardrobe would accommodate. Um, even though I tried it on, and the thing about Julie's patterns is like, I think they really benefit from being tried on because every single one of them looks good on people when you try them on. The same yeah. with Elizabeth Doherty's patterns. Like We said this after Stitches, but... I saw so many people wearing sweaters of hers at the retreat, and then she had her sweaters there, and um, people were trying them on, and everybody looked cute in so many different um, of them. And I actually tried on a sweater that Mary had knit, another one of Elizabeth's slightly oversized with the shirt yoke back. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, is it Headlands, maybe? I think so. The striped yeah, one? the striped one. And yeah. it, looked, it looked really cute. It's a little more cropped than I think how Markley is intended to be worn. Mm-hmm. But um, a very cute style. Because I think, and well, you know what was interesting? We noticed this, that at the try it on thing, that no one had a boxy sweater to try on. Yeah, although someone was knitting it. Right, that's right. No one had it brought it. Yeah, which I, I was kind of surprised because I would like to try one on, mainly to prove to myself that it's not for me. But no, I think, I think that like something like Volga that has a lot of volume, but like you can wear it like a cowl, you can wear it like a shawl, you can wear it like a poncho. Like mm-hmm. that has more utility than like Veronica or Boxy, in right. my mind. I think if I was taller, I think that height helps those sweaters, too, mm-hmm. um, to be sort of leggy. And then there's the whole backpack purse problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Yeah, I know. We're nomadic. We have travel from place to place with a lot of junk. Like, yes. My backpack is never not full when I go to work. Right. So... Um, I want to say, this seems kind of funny, but um, the, um, on the Yarniacs podcast, they did a great review of Masterpiece Knits. And um, I feel like for us to talk about it, it would sort of be replicating the wheel. So I encourage you all, if you don't listen to the Yarniacs, to go listen to their review of it. Um, it made me actually go back and look at Masterpiece Knits, which is um, a book that was put together using yarn support from our 
friend Kate at um, Dragonfly Fibers. And um, a couple on our last episode, I had announced a um, contest for um, for it for the morning at uh, morning at the Tate, and that is a, the contest was for a, a kit that would include the beautiful yarns. Um, which people have knit up. It's the Morning Glory colorway, which um, is this like bright blue and yellow. But um, I have not closed that thread and given away the kit yet. And because this um, review has been posted, I'm going to give this a couple more weeks until May 15th to post in the Morning at the Tate uh, thread. And um, so go give a listen to the review, check out the patterns and masterpiece knits. And, um, and in our threads, in our forum, um, uh, leave a comment in order to uh, qualify for that. Um, oh, I know what it was. I was like, what did I ask people to do? I asked people to look at my three colors of Traveler and uh, give me ideas for something to knit with it. So um, if anybody has any ideas, uh, continued ideas, I'm also thinking um, I have two colors of Traveler that I bought this year at um, Stitches, but I have a third Oh, no, I've had three colors this year, but I actually have a fourth um, skein because I knit some leg warmers in the Firecracker colorway a couple of years ago, and I don't really wear those leg warmers, so I'd be willing to frog those leg warmers to include in a project that would use four skeins of Traveler DK if someone comes up with the perfect idea for that. Um, mm. and, and you can qualify to win the kit for morning at the Tate, which is this really awesome. I think unisex scarf. It's actually, I think pictured on a man in the, in there. And the, the collection is very interesting. It's, um, and I won't go into it again, but, um, I'll just say that. So, um, in our ongoing kiss cal, this, um, April was for moms and babes and I will get on the drawing for that. And we also to do a quarter one drawing. And, um, I was unclear with people about what qualified. So right now I'm just taking anybody who put a kiss cal Q1 in their projects. I will draw from that, but for quarter two, please only submit one project to quarter two. So it would be kiss Cal Q2 and I'll draw for that soon and send off a drawstring project bag that I have made. And, um, I will draw for the April winner. And then for May, since April was for moms and babes, May is going to be for dads and grads. So anything you can think of that a dad might want, or that anybody grad might want. Um, I was thinking like iPad cover, coffee cozies. Um, I know that once I made someone going to college, actually maybe a college graduate. I hope so because then they would be twenty one. Beer a set of beer cozies. Huh. <laughs> um, which the is one bourbon hat. I just made that for Harold. He oh, loves it. So yeah. Highly recommend that pattern. Um, if your dad or man is somebody who might wear a knit tie, I've always had sort of a fondness for that 80s knit tie thing. <laughs> Maybe mix it up and you can make like a knit tie with like a sparkle yarn or something. Just sort of a, make it a, a little more festive. So um, I had started a, um, a bundle for that, but I haven't posted it yet. So hopefully by the time this episode post, I will get that bundle started. I really honestly forgot today was going to be May. So 
I knew that this was going to happen, though. I predicted this at the beginning of the year, and I've actually some people have stepped forward and said they would help um, as my end of the year brain kicks in. So I will probably be contacting some people about <laughs> the June, July fog that uh, happens. June, July, August, September. The Usually summer sitch. The summer, yeah. the summer thing. So. Um, oh, the Palm Ball giveaway. Yes. Um, Prairie Poppins. So let's close that thread. Okay. And the random number generator has chosen number 33, which is our friend Brownberry. Oh, yay! Yay! So she chose the framed hat. So I will get you guys in touch. And I think you guys are already friends. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe you can have a little sideways pattern going. Awesome. Yay! Well, um, as always, thank you for your patience and thanks for listening. Um, please check out uh, Stranded Magazine by our friends Aaron and Monica and the designer Andy Satterland and crazy Lee genius, Meredith. Lee Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> and Ariel, uh, who made a sock pattern that's in there. So it's, there's, there's some good stuff. And we really love it's got this uh, very West Coast feel and a very vintage feel. Um, which is not a surprise coming from the the minds behind that. And right. well, all that they would say is if you like this issue, then um, they're really super excited about the issue that's going to come out in August, which is um, transitional pieces. So I'm excited because I feel like in the Bay Area, all we do is live in transitional weather. <laughs> it's a right. constant weather transition. So I'm excited about what that uh, issue holds too. Me too. Congratulations, friends. Yay. Yay. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Catch you next time. Bye. Crosses on wood.